You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. The following program is rated TV-MA-LSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Friday, and you know what that means. That's right, it's time for the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. Hey, are you in the mood for action? Are you in the mood for adventure? Are you in the mood for a juice box and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Well, you're in luck, because we're going back to the 90s and hanging out with our friends from the Disney Afternoon. DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, and Ch-Ch-Ch-Chippendales Rescue Rangers, Right here, with your pals Corey and Mikey. Let's get to it. Hey, what's up? How you doing? We're we're back once again. Uh, we haven't missed a beat yet. We ha- well, we've missed a few beats, but we haven't missed a week yet. No, that's I, what I meant to say. Yeah, we haven't missed a show. We haven't missed a week yet. There are beats that we've missed. I'm sure. I missed a couple beats. Yeah, I try not to. I like beats. Like pickled beets? I like beets. You know, I had I had some powdered stuff that was made by beets. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, I just had some beets the other day. I can't remember why I had... I think I bought them just to eat them. They were good, though. Did they make your poop red? Uh, probably. Makes you look like you're bleeding out of your asshole. Yeah. Pro- it probably happened. Yeah. So, we're talking about shit already. We haven't even introduced ourselves. I know. <laughs> I apologize for that. I am Mikey. I'm Corey. We're here. I don't apologize because yeah. that shit was funny. <laughs> we're we're here not to talk about shit. <laughs> we're here to talk about shit, but not that. We're here to talk about stuff. Stuff. And uh, lots of stuff. We got lots of shit going on. We really do. Um, if you don't know, we are. This is the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. You already know that I'm Mikey. That's Corey. Um, how's your week been? You know, not too bad. Good. Anything exciting happen? I paid lots of bills. Fantastic. Hey, it's yeah. good. It's good to be an adult sometimes. That it's good sucks. to be responsible. Being an adult sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it really does. Everybody's like, when we're growing up, dude, we're like, I can't wait to be an adult so I can do this and do that. No. I want to become a kid again, so I don't have to fucking do this or do that. And you get to take naps. Yes. You're actually forced to take naps. Well, I can take, we can take naps now. You were actually told to go take a nap and, and you used to fight it. And now you're like, yeah. Yeah. You are, <laughs> it's like, okay, the shit you didn't like when you were a kid. You didn't like taking naps. You didn't like getting sent to your room to be by yourself. Love it now. Yeah. Didn't like spankings. Love it now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, exactly. I'm sticking with, I'm, you know, I'm holding, I'm standing my ground. I love it now. <laughs> so, um, we're on a new network. We are on a new network. So you're gonna you're gonna hear it right now. First, this is the breaking news. This is our you know, yeah. This is one 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 piece of breaking news we have. One piece of breaking news. We are 
on the Electronic Media Collective, which uh, is a great group of, of podcasts. They got all kinds of stuff. Oh, they got all sorts of, sorts of stuff on them. They've got, you know, um, TV, film podcasts. They've got uh, pop culture podcasts, comic book podcasts, pro wrestling podcasts, audio drama. If you are into audio drama, there's stuff on there for that. I do like audio drama. Yeah, yeah. I listen, it's like listen, it's like listening to almost like books on tape. Well, yeah, yeah. But it's a story. It's a story. So I, I like listening to that stuff. It's like uh, theater of the mind. Yeah. You know, they give you a story, and instead of watching on TV, you can just make it up in your head. So it, I, I know that my brain, if you give leave it up to my imagination to make up the visuals, it's usually like a thousand times worse than what oh, they yeah. on screen. So. Um, and I don't mean worse as in bad. It's like scarier or it's more vivid mm-hmm. or... And I, I, reason I like listening to this stuff is, is I hate reading. Right. So I would rather listen to it than try to pronounce the words myself. Oh, yeah. Let like, somebody pronounce them for you. Like Tahi. Tahi? Tahi. Tahi? Like Tahi? Tahi? No, Tahi. Like the. I can't spell the, so I hate to have to say Tahi when I read it. I thought you were trying to laugh. Like... Tee-hee-hee. No, that's tee-hee-hee-hee-hee. <laughs> that's pronounced the, Corey. No, oh, yeah. shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> and now they're probably going to throw us off the network. <laughs> because we, like, oh, we didn't realize. <laughs> you guys listen to this stuff because you don't want to read. <laughs> but no, gr- there's there's some great stuff on there. Uh <laughs> You know, and, and very unique, very unique things. There's a little bit of everything, I would say. There for, really is. For people who are looking for something interesting to listen to. So, you you know, if you want to check out, you know, obviously our show, but if you want to check out other shows that could be related to our show or it could be something completely different, but it falls under the same umbrella and we're all brothers and sisters in pod, you can go to... Uh, we're pod people. We are pod people. These are our, our pod people. These are These are our people. You can go to elect, uh, electronicmediacollective.com. There will be links in our show notes. You'll see it on our social media. You're going to see a lot more of that name. You're going to see a lot more of these people. And, I mean, we may share some other shows that we think would interest you. Yeah. So. There, and I promise there will not be any body snatching. We're just pod people. We're not body snatchers. We are not body snatchers. No. Kiefer Sutherland is not. Or is, no, Donald Sutherland will not show up. Kiefer Sutherland. You know, hey, let's take a Kiefer Sutherland break. Sweet, I like him. They're only noodles, Michael. That was a Kiefer Sutherland break right there. Yes. Yes. Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, check out check out all the shows that they have to offer. And <laughs> I know that you heard the uh, little bumper at the beginning, and that may have come as a surprise to you. Like, what the hell is this? All cool stuff, all good news, and I think this is what they call leveling up. Yeah, I think so. So... Um, yeah, we're, we're very excited about this new opportunity, and we are grateful to the uh, Electronic Media Collective for, for having us. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. We, we really appreciate it. I think we actually got invited. Um, we, we got steered in that steered direction. Steered in that direction, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, we, had some, uh, we had some guidance. We weren't invited. We had some guidance, and I kind of said, hey, this is what we do. We're interested in you. Okay. Let's, yeah, let's... let's uh, Let's see if this this will work, and, and it did. We were invited to something else. 
we were invited to something else. You want to tell everybody what we were invited to? Oh, no, because it sounds so much better coming out of your mouth. <clears throat> <laughs> we were contacted, and uh, on March 25th through 27th, we will be uh, guests at the Grand Comic Fest 4. That's in Grand Island, Nebraska. That is. And basically what we're going to do, we're going to be there just kind of uh, doing our thing. You know, we might do some... Uh, some live broadcasting. We might do some some video stuff. You know, live live feeds on maybe Facebook. Some, maybe some interviewing. Yeah, whatever comes our way, uh, we're gonna try to do it. But the main thing is, we are going to be in the uh, in the media area. They're gonna have like a little area for podcasters to come record. Yep. And we're gonna be stationed back there, kind of you know helping out with that. And uh, we're, we'll have a cool little display set up back there that you can come. It's going to be kind of interactive. There's a lot of fun things to do there. And also, we're going to be hosting some panels, some of which might include celebrities. Yes. We don't have all the details yet as it's being... Actually, I have to have a, I have a meeting when we're done recording here <laughs> oh, shit. to talk about that. But uh, we so we don't know exactly who we're going to, going to be working with. But they do have five great celebrity guests that are going to be there. Um and let's talk about these guests just for a moment. Yeah, that's fine. Because these are all people that fit right in our genre of yeah, topics. Our wheelhouse, if you will. Is it wheelhouse? I'll go with wheelhouse. Boathouse? Boathouse. Wheelhouse. Wheel, I think it's boathouse. Well, there's no wheels on boats. Which I never understood that, but... Why there's no wheels on boats? Because they go in water. Well, they could go on land if they had wheels. Well, they, those duck boats have wheels. Oh, yeah. Remember those? Those things are cool. Yeah, they have them in Branson. Did I ever tell you about... Oh, I told you about Branson. Yeah. That's where I about got killed by the giraffe. That's just insane. Yeah, I went to the zoo earlier and I... Oh, you did? I saw, I saw giraffes. You seen a giant penguin you thought was me. I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was walking around all buff. So I made a little video and I was like, my name's Corey. Can you show me where the gym is? And the people around me were like, what in the hell are you doing? I'm like, I, I, li- I can lift a car. Want to see? And the penguin, almost on cue, like... Looked at the penguin next to him when I said it and like poked his beak at him. It was hilarious. Oh, fuck. And then I went and sang to a tiger. I sang a Joe Exotic song to a tiger. And blame Carol Baskin because the tiger left. Yeah, the tiger walked away from me. And I was like, <laughs> Carol Baskin. Um, she's not going to be there. But. <laughs> she will now. <laughs> um, so uh, Michael B. Moynihan is one of the guests. And he, he has an impressive body of work. But where you will know him from the most, where you will recognize him from, he was Lookout Bear on Zoobly Zoo. Which, he, that's an awesome show. I love that show. And uh, one of our brother, is it a brother show or a sister show? We never have figured that yeah, out. Yeah, I'm just going to say it's a brother show. One of our cousin shows, it, it can be cousin, because that that's that could be a boy or a girl. Could be brother cousins. Yeah. Um, so, one of our cousin shows on the network is a Zoobly Zoo podcast. Where I had a crush on the pink one. Oh, was it kangaroo? Yes, yes. I had a crush on her. So did I. Um, but uh, but Michael will be there at Grand Comic Fest four, um, along with uh, Julia and Eric Leewald. Now, they are uh, writers and producers of many many shows that we have actually mentioned. We yeah we've mentioned and we all of us if you're within. If you're a Gen Xer, you grew up watching these shows. Yeah. They, I mean, their shows, they, they have had their hands in 
a lot of animated shows. Um, they've written episodes for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. Uh, Trolls. They've written episodes for um, Inspector Gadget. Uh, Avengers, RoboCop, the, the animated series. Um, X-Men, the animated series. They did, I think, the whole run. It sounded like it from what it yeah. looked like. It was, if not, it was a good chunk of it. It was a, a damn good chunk that they either wrote or developed or they edited the stories or whatever. Um, Gargoyles, the Goliath Chronicles, Street Fighter, the animated series. I mean, just a ton. A ton. of Beetlejuice. What was that? Beetlejuice. One more time there. <laughs> I ain't falling for that again. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Beetlejuice. It's showtime. <laughs> Um, so they, uh, let's, let's see what else that, that was. That was Eric, Eric Leewald's little, uh, rundown. Um, Julia Leewald, she wrote for, uh, or yeah, she wrote for Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, Goof Troop, uh, Skeleton Warriors. They did some work on, uh, G.I. Joe Extreme, Mummies Alive. I mean, I mean, a lot of these we've watched. Yeah, a lot of them we've watched. A lot of them we've talked about. Uh, if we haven't talked about it, I'm sure we will soon. Um, but yeah, so you'll get some some behind the scenes tales of what it was like to create these stories. Yeah, which uh, I think is always is always super cool. Uh, yeah, I love hearing hearing those stories about you know what was it like to make this. Um. So yeah, I mean those will be those will be really really uh, those will be fun just to interact with them and get just, those, to, just to talk to them. just to talk to them, um, and then Larry Houston will be there. Now Larry Houston, he was nominated for an Emmy for being the producer and director of X Men the Animated Series. Yes, and which is one of the greatest cartoons ever. He actually won an ink pot at the San Diego Comic Con. In animation. Nice. Um, X-Men the Animated Series is credited largely for the success of the uh, the Marvel Universe. Yeah. You know, that was one of the first series. Big cartoons that they yeah. had. Uh, another huge accomplishment that, uh, that Mr. Houston had. He was hired by Filmation. And he was the first African-American... Saturday morning storyboard artist. He worked on, I mean, okay, this list of shows that he has worked on is amazing. He's got a, definitely a good lineup. His, his resume is his strong. Res that's the word I was looking for. Resume. Resume. So Thunder the Barbarian. The, and this is, he storyboarded, he directed some of them. Um, it just, he was heavily involved. So Thunder the Barbarian, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. G.I. Joe, both the series and the movie. Uh, he, he worked on the intro for the for the movie, I believe. And, oh, no kidding. drew that. Um, That's a lot of action going on on that intro. Yes. Mr. The Mr. T animated series. Yeah. Which, I love that. Batman, Johnny Quest, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Captain Planet, Fantastic Four, uh, Cops, the, the Cops animated series. Cops and Robbers. Um, Kid and Play, Ultimate Avengers... I mean, just on and on, but he also, and this is this is cool. He also penciled 
all the mini comics that used to come with the He-Man figures. So, and was it was a uh, an inker for for DC, and he worked on a, a whole list of of DC comics. So, I mean, that's guys okay, a very impressive resume. That's a huge part of our childhood because I remember getting yeah, you get a He-Man character. And you get that Bef- little mini comic with it. Before you played with it, you read the comic. Yep. And then a lot of times, you played what the comic was. Mm-hmm. I did at least. I, I did. Yeah, you you would because you know, the comic would always feature whatever figure you had because sometimes that's the way they introduce the figure to you. Yeah, because some of them weren't even in the cartoon. No. And the figures came out before the cartoon. Well, and very very notable ones that I remember that were introduced, as far as I know. Guy and they were introduced by the comic was uh, the Roboto. Yep. And Stinkor. Yeah. The, and and the Spider. Spider. Webster. 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 Yeah, Webster. Well, Webster's Webster. another thing. Yeah. Webster was a TV show. Uh, a TV Emmanuel show. Emmanuel Lewis. Um. <laughs> so that I mean, it's going to be cool just just to again be able to talk to him, be able to see some of his work, uh, and see what it was like to be. I mean, he, groundbreaking. He's got 45 years of just... Awesome. Awesomeness. Yeah. <laughs> 45 years of awesome. And uh, then um, Noah Hathaway is going to be there. And Noah Hathaway, of course, uh, Atreyu from The NeverEnding yep. Story. Uh, he was in some other things. Uh, and we, just in talking with uh, with one of the, the uh, guys that's in charge, Moose... Our, our buddy Moose from uh, oh, all dozen podcasts that he's on, Zoobly Zoo, yeah. and uh, I do wrestling commentary with him on uh, Ringside Recap, and he's got you know, Bull Spit with Moose, Moose's uh, Monster Madness, among others. Just in talking with him. He's a very busy guy. He, he really is. But we figured out, between the two of us, as we were just talking about these guests, that... Michael B. Moynihan was in a movie called Body Slam, which is Roddy Roddy Piper's first credited movie yep. that he ever did. Noah Hathaway is in uh, a movie called The Chair, which is Rowdy Roddy Piper's last credited movie he was ever in. So these two guys bookend Piper's career. Yep. So I'm sure they have some tales of working with Oh, him. guarantee it. Um Hopefully we get to hear some of those. But all kinds of fun stuff going on. That's uh, March 25th through 27th in Grand Island, Nebraska. The Grand Comic Fest 4. First year they're having celebrity guests, actually. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. So, um, and we'll be there all weekend. We're so. part of that celebrity guest. Kind of. We're, we're <laughs> you know, that you have, like, the A-listers, which are these people that, that we've mentioned. We're, we're somewhere maybe... C or D list, I would say. It's, it looks like our report cards when we were in school. F, you know, yeah, we're the F listers, um, but still, we're 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 there. Yeah, we're not really celebrities. We're just gonna hang out, and um, have fun, and I think it's gonna be a blast. So, um, yeah, that's our news. Uh, did you do anything else this weekend that, that was or this week? This week? I don't believe so. Um, I went to Walmart. How was that for you? I got groceries. Did you get any toys? No. I'm Damn actually it. running out of space for toys, so I have cut back. I do have what? I do have some video game systems coming. Okay. I got an original NES. 
The original original. The original original. The Japanese version. I got that too. Yeah. That's the, the Famicom. Yes. Family computer. I got that coming too. So hopefully I can have those here before the con. Yeah, they'll be on at least on display. Yeah, yeah, they'll be on display. Um there we may we may have stuff that you can watch. We may have stuff that you can play. Uh, obviously, you're going to be able to come back and talk to us, and but don't be touching my toys. Yeah, yeah, don't touch the toys. <laughs> but yeah, you're messing them up. You know, we <laughs> we want we want folks that listen to us to come meet us and hang out and basically just shoot the shit with us about stuff. Uh, you never know when we might get to talking about something and say, "Just a second, let's record a little something. Let's go live on oh, Facebook yeah. and talk about this." And you you may be. A special guest on the show. Yeah. If you're there, you got to be there. So, um, so yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. That's going to be a good time. I'm really looking forward to that. There's a lot of our, we got a lot of good friends going to be there too. Yes. There's just a ton of, of good folks that we know that you, you never know who's going to pop in and be on the show. So come out, hang out. Let's have fun. Uh, yeah. So this week I, uh, I went and got a massive tattoo. Yes, you did. Um, part well, it, it's like part one of many, but I got like a bunch of demons and stuff tattooed on my arm as background for my sleeve. Yeah, and I pissed my dad off. Well, only one of them did. One of them did, because I got it on my hand, and he it really upset him because he is still old school. Well, yeah, he's very old school, and he's of the mindset that you know, way back in the day, if you had a, a tattoo in your hand, that was bad news. It was you know. That was like a, a convict thing. Yeah. And, you know, you got that in prison or whatever. And that's, it's it's an old school kind of stereotype. Yeah. That is not, it's not true anymore. It's changed. Times have changed. So when I showed him, he's like, let me, let me see what you got. He was outside with the dog and I come home, it's dark out and he had a flashlight. He said, let me see what you got. Well, I had a jacket. I was just holding my jacket in my hand. Yeah. And so it was kind of draped over my hand, and so I was showing him, you know, my arm. And he, it was, like, on my forearm, and he's like, oh, okay, that, that looks cool, that looks cool. Oh, yeah. And then I stood there for a second, and then I grabbed the jacket and moved it, and he shined his light down. He goes, what in the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, it's just, I just got something on my hand. And and uh, he's like, why did you do that? I think it's pretty cool. It just says right like above my my thumb, kind of the webbing between my thumb and my my first finger. It says respect. I told him to get walk on the other hand. Yeah, he wants me to get walk on the other hand, <laughs> and then he wants me to get what do you say on my knuckles. <laughs> but my dad goes, "Oh my god!" He goes, "Why did you get that?" And he just he got pissed, and then then we quit discussing it. And then my mom said, "Your dad really doesn't like that tattoo." And I go, "Well, it's a little late now." Can't get rid of it. Well, I could. I could, but I'm not going to. So, um, yeah. So if you if you if you uh, see me and see this, don't judge me because I got a tattoo in my hand. <laughs> I like it. Judging for other stuff. There's plenty of other things to judge me for. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, fun, fun stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that's about all I did that we need to talk about on the show. Um, you know, we don't. Nobody needs to hear my. Frivolous Facebook battles. No, that shit was funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was very frivolous, and I think I came out on top. Um, With your energy drink, which was one step away from methamphetamines. 
Yeah. We're just going to leave it with that. We'll leave it with that. And I'm going to take a little break to drink an energy drink. You know what? I'm going to do that, too. I think we should have a uh, Gene Simmons break. Gene Simmons break. Here we go. Okay, I'm going to get me a drink. My my uh, biggest compliment and the biggest downfall is the me part of me. I actually think I'm all that. I know it. That's my daddy. So there was uh, there was Gene Simmons. He's such a dick. And yeah, you know, we're 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 glad to have him though. We are. Yeah. He, he he keeps things lively here. He does, and Rex pays him well. Yeah. Thank you, Rex. Rex uh, from Toys from the Past. Toys from the Past in Lincoln, Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, there's two locations now. Is there two or three? Uh, three or four. Is there? I don't know. They they've yeah they've expanded. Yes. They've got several several locations, we'll say. Toys in the Past, Lincoln, Nebraska. Just look it up. You can't miss They're it. They're on Facebook, I believe. They are on Facebook. Yeah. Always got cool stuff. Um, one, one more little piece of, of new business that, that you know, we want to cover. And these guys truly are our brothers in pod. Yes. Uh, the Russian Leg Sweep. I love these guys. And the Russian Leg Sweep, they are doing... Except for that one guy. Can't stand him at all. <laughs> We're not going to say which one. <laughs> No, it's you. Uh, oh, it's me. Yeah, yeah. I'm the asshole of the group. There's that one guy. There's that one guy. Who's that? You. I. <laughs> uh, Russian Lakes was doing something kind of cool on Wednesday nights. So AEW is that Dynamite? Dynamite's on. Yeah, yeah AEW, AEW Dynamite, Dynamite is on Wednesday night. So during the duration, I think it's a two-hour-long show. Yeah. They go live on Twitch, and provide a running commentary. To what's going on on television, and sometimes it gets a little sidetracked. Sometimes they, which is kind of the 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 charm of, that's, that's I think that's why we feel such a kinship to them, is because we get so sidetracked anyway. Oh fuck yeah! And we haven't even talked about our topic for the day. We, we haven't. We're half hour in. We haven't even talked about our topic. Um, but we've got a lot of big news. Yeah, and we're very excited about it. And but we want to share this big news of, of theirs. If you are interested in pro wrestling, even if you're not, it's entertaining. Yeah. Um, you can tune in on Twitch. Uh, you can get the information. I believe it's it's on the Live from Studio C Twitch channel. Okay, yep. Um, which is Sam's channel. Uh, Sam, another addition to... Uh, to he the just joined. Yeah, he just, he just joined up. Um, so they, they get on. It's a live video. You can watch them and have the TV on in the background. Watch the TV. Listen to what they have to say about the wrestling. And sometimes it goes into stories about the wrestlers themselves. Just a lot of fun. See, I missed last week's. You know, last week was the first one. Last week was their very first one, yeah. Um, I forgot I had Twitch on my phone. Oh, yeah? I downloaded it, and I was like, I'm never going to use this thing. And now you have and, a reason. Yeah, and now I have a reason to use Twitch. So check that out. Uh, Russian Leg Sweep, they are on Facebook. You can get the information off of Facebook of how to tune into that. So, they're also they're also on Instagram too. They're on Instagram and TikTok and TikTok. We only have a Facebook. Yeah, we don't do all that other stuff. But we're just lazy. We just haven't. Gotten that's pretty to much it. it. <laughs> um, th- their TikTok is a lot of fun. We should have a YouTube channel. We we may someday. We'll we'll, we'll we've been talking about that for over a year now. Yeah, we've been talking about a lot of things for over a yeah. year. But uh, but yeah, so so check them out. Um, shout out to you guys. We we you know, we, it seems like our two shows are growing together. And, I think so, and it's it's great to see it's and and we have we have Mike who 
interacts with our show. Yes, he did not interact with us this week again. But he's been busy. You're dead to me. He's been working on this other stuff, so <laughs> he's been very busy. But I'm sure we will get some interaction from Mike Fantastic. Mike motherfucking Fantastic. Yes, sir. Um, I'm sure he'll be back soon. But uh, he's one of the nicest fucking guys I've ever met. Oh yeah, they're awesome. All of them. All, they're all great. And the thing is, each each member of that show, yeah, myself included, uh, they bring a different flavor to the table. So it's not just you know, just like you and I, we bring a different flavor to this. You know, the show that we're going to talk about or whatever, the topic we're going to talk about. Topics. Um, we, we, we bring a different flavor. So uh, you get, you know, you, you may, you, one guy might start talking. You're like, oh, man, I don't want to hear what he has to say. Or I don't like his opinion on such and such. You know, he doesn't like Hulk Hogan or whatever. Well, there's going to be somebody else that might or they might have a different slant to it. Or they, yeah. they might just make a joke that you think is hilarious consistently. So it's a lot of laughter on both of these shows, I think. <laughs> Jokes. Yeah, we have. That's your fucking joke I sent you the other day. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, it was. I told him. I sent him this joke. I said, "Hey man, I was watching the news the other day, and they were talking about these these monkeys who all share an Amazon Prime account. They're all primates." And I sent him a message. It was that was like at six in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I sent him a message back. I said, "Corey, it is too damn early for this shit." Yes. I sent that to Mike. Oh, yeah. And I told him, said, Mike, he said it was too early for this. He goes, I could actually hear him saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get to our topic. All right. Shall we? We shall. So, back in the 90s. And this would have been when we were in like junior high, just maybe starting into high school. But we still, we still rushed home and tuned into... The after-school cartoons. Fuck, I still do that now. Yeah, well, yeah. So, one of these is not an after-school cartoon, but we're going to lump it in because it's it's similar. It's got it's got a common tie. But there was something that was called the the Disney Afternoon, and the Disney Afternoon was a group of cartoons that were produced by Disney. Oddly enough, it's kind of how they got the name, I guess. Yeah, they were most of them except for one in the afternoon. So they just called it the Disney Afternoon. And so we want to talk a little bit about those because uh, most of them had a very unique tie to the Disney movies. One way or another. One way, yeah, one, one of them doesn't, but that we, we have to talk about it because it, it, it's awesome. But uh, so we thought we'd maybe go into some of those. So you just want you do we need to talk any more about what the Disney afternoon was I think that kind of covers it I mean it fucking ran for seven years yeah yeah they the, these these shows oh no it ran for nine years the Disney afternoon yeah but they changed the name of it to for in 99 they changed it to the Disney Kellogg Alliance ah well there are tons of shows on there but we're only gonna talk about maybe four or five of them sounds like a gang um, the the Disney Kellogg Alliance. Yeah, it sounds like a wrestling faction. Yeah, <laughs> we're the Disney Kellogg Alliance. <laughs> um, the first one we're going to talk about was not a part of the Disney Afternoon, but it was a Disney produced cartoon on Saturday mornings. That was the Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Now I know we've talked about this briefly in the past, but let's go a little deeper into it, Dookie. 
So that's your favorite part. That's my my he's my favorite character. The uh, the Adventures of the Gummy Bears, it ran from 1985 to 1991. It's the very first animated series produced by the Walt Disney Television Company, and it was based on Gummy Bears candy, loosely, very loosely, because you couldn't eat these guys. Well, I. Michael Eisner was the CEO of Disney, and he was just, like, inspired because his son requested a bag of gummy bears one day. So he thought, hey, this will make a good TV show. <laughs> and where does your, how does your mind work like that? You, you know, I got these gummy bear candies. I'm going to make a cartoon about it. That's why he was the CEO of Disney. Yeah. Because his mind works like that. Um, there was... 65 shows in this series. 30 of them consisted of two 11-minute cartoons. So, technically, this series had 95 distinct cartoons in the whole in the whole series. Not, yeah, 90, yeah, I guess they were, because one was 11 minutes, and then you'd have a commercial break, and then... And then a, a new story. Yeah. A brand new story. Um, so... Of course, the theme music that we'll play during the break is probably one of the most well-known things about this show. Oh, yeah, dude. Everybody knows the Gummy Bears bouncing here and there and everywhere song. The series, oh, actually, you know what? The series was later rebroadcasted on syndication in the Disney Afternoon block. Oh, okay. And rerun on the Disney Afternoon through through the summer of 91 and years later. Okay. So they did, it, it started out as a Saturday morning cartoon, moved to the, so it does fit. Yeah. Cool. I love it when stuff works out like that. I know, that. dude. We, we we don't research this stuff before we bring it to the air. It's spontaneous research. And sometimes we just make shit up and it turns out to be right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I used to have a podcast that that was our tagline. It was uh, it was called the BFF Show, which is it's long gone. But it was me and this this dude from Canada. And we would record shows about twice a, twice a month, I think, or once a month. And... Uh, our tagline was spontaneous or f- fabricated facts based on spontaneous research. The BFF show. It's an hour of shit. That was our tagline. It's an hour of shit. It's That's an hour of shit. Great. Um, so the, uh, the, the whole premise of the show is it's a bunch of bears that live in the forest and they have gummy berry juice. That's a magic potion. They lived, they lived in Gumma Dune. Gumma Dune. The Knights of Gumma Dune. So they had gummy berry juice that was a magical potion that allowed the bears to bounce away from their foes. <laughs> this was this was pre-Red Bull, so they had to bounce. They didn't they, have wings. They couldn't fly. They had to bounce. <laughs> when they were when when they would give the gummy berry juice to humans, it would temporarily give them superhuman strength. So uh that's right. That's why the, the the Dookie guy was always trying to get the gummy bear Because he wanted the strength. Yeah. 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 So, uh, the uh, the bears were basically, they had, they had quite a long history as far as the lore of the gummy bears. But humans didn't believe in them. They thought that they were just fairy tales. Myths and fairy tales. It was like 500 years yeah, in ancient times, 500 years before the series, the great gummies and the humans lived peacefully side by side. 
but for unknown reasons, uh, they parted ways. That would be and, the, the greed of man. Yeah, the great gummies were forced to flee, and they sailed across the sea to find a new home. It's kind of like the same story as Lord of the Rings. Kind of. Man, why do you got to bring that up? That traumatized me. <laughs> now I'm going to sit at home and cry about these damn bears having to sail across the sea. I wish because, we had gummy bears. Because humans are, are bad. Dude, I had these gummy bears. My tattoo artist. You know, I, I, I have given up on candy and all that. And he had this huge bag of gummy bears. And I'm sitting there going, man, I guess gummies really technically aren't candy. And he goes, check it out. These are organic, all natural, made out of fruit juice. And I'm like, oh, man. I go, you're tempting me. I, I haven't had sweets in a long time. He goes... Okay, look, there's no artificial this, or you can pronounce all the ingredients, all that. And he goes, look at the list of flavors. And it wasn't like orange and pineapple. It was like blood orange. And uh, what there was some kind of like special pear and queen pineapple, royal queen pineapple, and all these like really exotic sounding flavors. And I'm like, oh, well, that's... If they take that much time to name their flavors, it's got to be good for you. Yeah. So I had a handful of them. And, oh, my God, they were great. Really? Yes, they were in a big white bag. Like, like he had, like, a five-pound bag of them. Did you get them at the uh, CBD store? No, they weren't, <laughs> they weren't that good. But, yeah, they were they were delicious. Um, anyhow, so, yeah, the gummy bears had to, the ancient gummy bears had to flee. But they did leave small scattered populations of bears to watch over the gummy cities, such as the main group in this, uh, this series. And they are called the Gummy Glen Gummies. And they are just waiting for the time where they can peacefully live with humans again. And then they will summon the Great Gummies home. Well, they're friends with the, the prince or the princess or whoever it is. And yep. like one of the knights. Uh, it, a, a page. His name is, is uh, Cavan and Princess Kala. They, uh, they're friends with them. She kind of looked like um, Diana. In a way, yeah, she did. She, she did. had the same haircut. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, every woman back in 87 had that same haircut. Right. So they had, you know, of course, the gummy bears were the, the good like, guys. She was like Meg Ryan. Kind of, yes, yes. She was a Meg Ryan princess. Meg Ryan princess, that's, yeah. Um. So they, they had a, a host of gummy bears that were the, I guess you'd call them good guys. Uh, and then they had the uh, the the bad guys who were after the gummy the gummy berry juice, and Dookie is one of them. Dookie, Dookie, um, Duke Sigmund Igthorn, Igthorn, and his Dookie. his little um, gang of he had tr- uh, he had trolls ogres 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 yeah ogres uh, Toadwort was like the the lead. He was a smart one. Yeah. The smartest ogre. The smartest dumb ogre. Yeah. He's the smartest ogre. And they respect his ability to read and write. His cousin is Tadpole, who's a, who, who is uh, intelligent and bossier. He's the only ogre, actually, to fear the princess, though. Whenever he sees her, he runs in terror. Interesting. That's a weenie. Um, Gad and Zook are other ogre bodyguards. Gad Zook. Gad Zook. And Umma. 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 Um. 
There's also the... Uh, was the, Amma the little one? Um... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, Amma was... Um, originally, it was the page cabin in disguise. Okay. But later, they captured an ogre, and that ogre shared the name so that that became... Amma. Amma. Uh, then they had uh, the Trogis, who were a bunch of jackals. They were incompetent. They were always incapable of carrying out their leader, uh, Lady Bane's plans. You ever they, notice that every villain back then had dumb yeah, they were just, sidekicks yes. or, or assistants? Or yes. They were they, yeah, they were all Minions. bungling idiots. Bungling fools. Um, the, uh, the, the Troggles. Then they ever watch Spaceballs. Then they say good is dumb. <laughs> That's why evil will always triumph because good is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're smarter than the ogres, but they have a habit of repeating words. Uh, what else they had? They had, uh, carpies that were vulture-like creatures. Um, Flint Shrubwood. Is a bounty hunter. He looked like Clint Eastwood. Does he? Well, yeah. Flint, Flint, Shrubwood, Flint, Flint. We just had Flint. We did. Flint had an amazing weekend at he Toy Ohio. He had a great weekend at Toy yeah. Ohio. I, I saw some some live video, and uh, we may have some news coming from that, but we'll keep it under wraps until it happens. Yeah. Until it's it's more uh, official. Official. Officially official. Zorlock is an evil wizard. Oh, he, he was in prison. Me. What? Look at that. Oh, Tom Cruise is on TV. God damn it. Look at there. Hey. Tom Cruise break. <laughs> you want a Tom Cruise break? Might as well. Okay, Tom Cruise break. <laughs> I just happened to look up. <laughs> I think it's a Super it's Bowl a, commercial. It's a commercial for Maverick. Yeah. Okay, well. Tom, oh, God. Tom it's Cruise a, break. Right here you go. Dicks. Go be the fire! Yeah, where's Tom Cruise? He's a fuckhead. Um, <laughs> so so Zor- Zorlock is an evil wizard imprisoned in a cave by the ancient gummy bears. He wants the gummy medallion so he can escape the cave. Oh yeah, because the uh, the old the old the Papa Gummy whatever his name was Papa Gummy. Yes, the old man. Papa Gummy. He's like he's like Papa Smurf. Almost. Yeah. Um. Well, he he lives with uh, with Grot, who is Grot. He's he's a rat. He he's lives a, in the cave with with Zorlock. He's an inoffensive rat. Um. He he. Uh, oh, she. She. She is a it's a she rat that was transformed into a giant monster by Zorlock's magic to become his minion. Guess what? She's not very smart. She's not very smart, but she follows orders well. And then there's the aerials, who are humanoids that live on a floating island in the sky. Wait a second. That song by System of Down, Aerials. They talk about an island in the sky. Maybe they were they were uh, inspired by the gummy bears. I bet you they were, dude. Probably. I'm about to look that shit up, man. <laughs> so, the gummy bears. Looking at it. Up. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed the gummy bears, and you know this was like in the '90s, you know, late '80s, early '90s. Yeah. I really enjoyed them, actually. I uh, I still I I've, I've watched some episodes lately and I still enjoy the Gummy Bears. It's just a fun cartoon. I I do like it. It's one of my favorite ones, actually. Yeah, it's it's just a 
it's nothing, you don't really have to pay attention to it. It's just, you know, just a fun little adventure cartoon with humor, with bears bouncing about on their hind end. They did release uh, a bunch of VHS tapes, which uh, were compilations of episodes from the Gummy Bears. I'm putting two and two together here. They had a DVD release and video on demand, and guess where it's at? Disney Plus. Disney Plus has the Gummy Bears. So if you want to check out the Gummy Bears, check it out. Dude, I think they're talking about these guys, because the aerials are just aliens. They might be. Yeah. So there's a little... uh, Sci-fi. System of the Down. Is that who it was? Yeah. System of the Down? Yeah. Um, The Gummy Bears did have some cameos in several... um, other shows. I got super excited about that. About the system of the down? <laughs> you, you did. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I figured something out. Um, they have clips of gummy bears in an episode of ALF. Uh, the TV movie of ALF. There was a TV movie? Called ALF Loves a Mystery. Darkwing Duck had uh, had a doll of the gummy bear. Zoomy. Yep. I remember that. His, his daughter did. Yeah. Robot Chicken put out some Gummy Bears-inspired uh, parodies. They actually had Gummy Bears get eaten. They ate yes. themselves. Yes. I remember that. That was so funny. Uh, she, got t- she got stuck in a bear trap. The Goldbergs had uh, Gummy Bears. And uh, DuckTales, the, the newer version of DuckTales. Which is not terrible, but it's not the same. They had a cameo in there. Nice. I've only so, watched a couple episodes. I tried to get Charlotte to watch it. She just wasn't taking it. So we're, we went back to the original. Yeah, the original was better. Anyways. So anything else you want to talk about? Gummy Bears. I mean, I, Duh, I think we covered a lot of shit just on that. It was fun. That's a great cartoon. And I like to eat them. Yes, they are delicious. What's your favorite kind of gummy? Actually, um, my favorite kind of gummy. You know, I don't say gummy worms. You like the worms? I like the worms. I am a Happy Cola junkie. Oh, yeah. I love Happy Colas. I love, I absolutely love Happy Colas. I had those cheeseburger gummies. They kind of suck. Yeah, they do suck, but I still ate them because my daughter wouldn't, wasn't eating them. She gave them to me. I'm like, fuck, I'm, all right, I'll eat them. I had a friend send me some. They're, they're a little globe, and you, I, I was, I've had them. They've just been sitting on my counter. I'm like, you know what? This is when I decided gummies aren't really candy and yeah. I'm going to have them. And I was like, you know, this was like last week. I was like, I'm going to have me some gonna have me some, some gummy, you know, those gummy globes. Because they've always intrigued me. What the hell are they? And so I got them out. And they, they, it's like a little plastic case. And you open it up and there's a gummy ball in there. And it's got a, like a jelly filling in it. It wasn't terrible. It was like kind of like eating a, it was kind of like eating a Super Bowl. Okay. But once you bite into it, and then you got that, that jelly inside. You remember like, those fucking drinks that had the gummies in them? Orbs. Orbs, yes. We talked about those. Yes. Yes. Those it was like gross. drinking a fucking loogie. Yeah, it was like drinking something else. <laughs> like drinking an oyster. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> but like I... Just chugging a huge load of oyster. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, gummies rock. I also like the, the cherries. The cherry gummies? Yeah, the, the, the little cherry. Oh, yeah. I I, like I, you know, I'm a big orange slice guy. 
Orange slices are good. Well, I wouldn't consider those a gummy. No, they were way, way before gummies. Way before gummies. But I like those, and I like the uh, the cherry sours. Cherry sours are good. I almost bought some the other day. Man, you know what? When it, that old old kind of candy, circus peanuts, dude. I love, I do like circus peanuts. They gotta be fresh. I mean, I can't I can't no, eat the no, stale no, ones. No, stale ones. They're too hard. I like I like them stale, and I like peeps stale. I hate peeps. You ever I, stuck with a microwave? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but I like if I get peeps, I open the box and let them sit for about a week. Really? Yes, and that and they're so good. I can't because they're kind of chewy. Yet. They're kind of chewy. Then, uh, that, yeah, that's that's my that's my jam. Um, I'm gonna have to get you some peeps, man, because they sell them for every freaking holiday now. It used to just be for Easter, and that's what now I, it's everything. I I like them. They have ghost peeps. I yeah. like them at Easter. That's the only time I want them. Easter. I will eat. Easter's will coming eat, up, so yeah. I'll eat packing peanuts all day long. Packing peanuts or <laughs> circus peanuts. I know. Hey, 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 Flint. I'll eat packing start, peanuts. Start packing his shit with styrofoam packing peanuts and he'll eat them. <laughs> Fucking packing peanuts. You know, fiber. <laughs> okay. It makes you regular. <laughs> Some people have corn on their poop. Corey's got styrofoam. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like me some circus peanuts. Um, did you know that there was a... Uh, <laughs> There's a, a ride at Disneyland. Wait, what is this? Yeah, there's there's a there's a ride at Disneyland. What is it? It's called the Motorboat Cruise to Gummy Glen. Shit, I'm all over that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you would be. <laughs> sir? <laughs> Excuse me, sir? <laughs> Just a second. <laughs> I'm trying to get this ride. Yeah. <laughs> I, I paid admission. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I've got Sir. an express pass. <laughs> Sir, please step away from the costume character. One moment. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> we're not going to ask you again. So please step away from the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Man was arrested and, and banned from Disneyland. For motorboating the gummy bears. <laughs> he misunderstood the motorboat ride to Gummy Glen. I'm in! <laughs> you have to release it. Like, you have this to go, is a great ride. You have to go in front of the press and be like, I'm sorry that I motorboated <laughs> the gummy bears. Jesus Christ. They need to put a sign out. Hey, Flint, we get honey money for this, I think. Yes, we do. <laughs> I think I just paid off my Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Flint Frank, Toy Hive on Facebook. Check them out. If you haven't joined it, join yeah. it. It's amazing. You guys, if you collect toys or anything collectible or anything that you... Fuck, I don't know. It, well, it's not just toys. There's comics, comics. there. There's, there's you know, other merchandise like banks and cookie jars. and It's all themed around Star Wars. Or Shit, he just had a Mark McGuire rookie card. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, you never know what you're gonna find on the toy hive, and Flint does two shows every Monday. He does lunchtime with the Franks, which is at eleven or twelve, depends Eastern Standard or Central. Yeah, time. yeah. I think it's Eastern. It's it's uh, at noon or something. Noon Eastern. Yeah. So uh, and, and then, then he has a nine o'clock nine o'clock at night. Oh. Um, so yeah, yeah. That's uh, I think that's that's uh, Flint after dark. Flint after dark. Yeah, I think that's what he. <laughs> Nighttime with the Flints. Yeah, I like Flint after dark. Much Flint, better. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see if he'll change his name to Flint after dark. 
No, it could be... Uh, the Franks After Dark. You, you remember... Uh, so... <laughs> we could call it Flintamax. Flintamax. <laughs> like Skinamax? Yes. Flintamax. Flintamax. You know what? I'm going <laughs> to... So, um... Yeah, I think we've I think we've done enough damage to the gummy bears. Yes. So let's let's move on um, to Darkwing Duck. We've already mentioned it. So Darkwing Duck uh, was a superhero comedy, also produced by Disney, and it ran from uh, ninety one to ninety two, and then it was syndicated on the Disney Afternoon as well as Saturday mornings. Ninety one episodes of this thing. Darkwing Duck was awesome. Darkwing Duck was the superhero alter ego of Drake Mallard. And he's got like Batman. Kind of. It's a different universe, though. Yeah, alternate universe. Yeah. They do have certain characters from different shows, uh, namely DuckTales. But they had Launchpad. Launchpad and uh, Gizmo. Gizmo Duck. Gizmo Duck. Um, Scrooge McDuck is also mentioned in episodes. Mr. McD. Yeah. So they produced a comic book series as well, and they would reference each other. So there was some crossover, but mostly Darkwing Duck took place in an alternate universe. And uh, it's called a multiverse. Yeah, a multi okay. the multiverse effect. See, I'm not hip on that kind of lingo, so you, yeah, you, you need to help me out here. See, adding a different flavor. Yes, that's that's good. That's what I tell people about all these different movies, these superhero movies. Yeah, like they're talking about like all the different Spider Mans. I was like, dude, think of it as a multiverse effect, and then they fucking did it. Yep. I'm like, see, I fucking told you, dude. If you just look at it a different way, instead of being all hateful because Tobey Maguire or whoever else isn't in it. This is why. You came up with the first. I did. You're a goddamn genius. I'm a, just a big comic book nerd. Yeah, you are. Uh, so, Drake Mallard, just a very unassuming... Mild-mannered Mild-mannered duck. duck. He lives in a unassuming suburban house with his adopted daughter, Goslin. Goslin, yes. They live next door to uh, the Muddlefoot family. And he... Is trying to be a good father, but he also has this craving for fame, and he wants to do good. So he became Darkwing Duck. And let's get dangerous. <laughs> this was the first Disney Afternoon property that was completely produced as a, a parody of the genre. Oh, no shit. Yeah. It's a superhero parody. And... They have slapstick battles with supervillains and street criminals. I remember one of the villains, he was uh, kind of like Electro. Yeah. But he had a plugs on top of his head. I remember that, yes. Yeah, and he had these crazy freaking eyes like he'd been electrocuted so uh -huh. many times. He was just insane. Now, the interesting thing is, while there are tons of conflict, very, very rarely will they show a fight. Yeah, they never, he never did fight him. He, it's he, all slapstick, and yeah. he, he catches them. Yeah. Um, so they would parody other things. Like, I know they parodied the Joker. Yep. The guy was like a, looked like a jester, but he was a dog. Yes, they, they parodied uh, a lot of like Golden Age superheroes, like the Shadow, the Sandman, yep. Batman, Green Hornet, 
and The Flash, as well as The Lone Ranger and Zorro. And the fictional city of St. Canard is a direct parody of Gotham City. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So he was like Batman. Exactly. So we talked about Darkwing Duck. Um, he also... He is a fear that flaps in the night. Well, Darkwing Duck, and then he had uh, Launchpad as a sidekick. Yeah. But... They called him DW. Yeah, and he was Double O Duck. He wore a white tuxedo and a black mask. Launchpad? So it says, they, uh, let me... Darkwing... Oh, no, that's uh, Double O Duck. Yeah, it says... He did that, must have done that in like one episode. A new name was... Oh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. I misread. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, the original name of this was Double O Duck. They liked Double O Duck as a spoof of James Bond, and they thought that Launchpad would be the star. Okay. But, it could not be used, because... The uh, the Broccoli family who owns James Bond. The Broccoli family. They're oh. A bunch of Broccoli owns James Bond? Well, yes. They they own James Bond. What would that be called? A bunch of Broccoli. Um, a bunch. A bunch. They call it a bunch, I oh. believe. Yeah, a bunch of Broccoli. Uh, they own the double O. So like 007. They own that. No so shit. They couldn't use it. So they well, no, technically those are zeros. So if he would have just made them actual O's, oh yeah. Well, they said double O. Oh yeah, that phrase. So that they selected Darkwing Duck, and then they created Drake Mallard to be the the lead. Yeah. Um, double O Duck was supposed to wear a white tuxedo and a black mask. So they changed him to Darkwing Duck. He would coin a new catchphrase every time he announced himself. And they would invent this new name while they were producing the episode. Oh, that sounds like a terrible idea. So, they had an inside joke. The episode, A Duck by Any Other Name... Is uncivilized. They suggested Double O Duck as his new secret identity. And Launchpad said that it seemed kind of silly. Oh, no shit. So they basically... Shot it down down in an episode. Um, This was the the one of the first ones that they actually created a completely original cast instead of using existing characters. Because even like Launchpad had no tie to any Disney movie. No, he was just part of DuckTales. Yeah. They had cameos by other. Folks like the Beagle Boys, Flint Heart Glomgold, Fred Hart, and Magica Dispel. She was like the Elvira. Yes. So, it first aired on the Disney Channel. Very scary, very sexy. Magica Dispel. Very nice, very evil. Very nice, very evil. No, she wasn't nice. She was mean. But was she evil? Yes, she was very evil. Okay. Very evil, but very nice. Uh, It first aired on the, the Disney Channel as a sneak preview in uh, March of 91. And then it started airing on uh, weekend mornings. It was the newest animated TV series exclusively on the Disney Channel. And then they put it out as the Disney Afternoon. And of course, as we know, it started airing on 
Fox and whatnot yep. as their afternoon after school thing. So that's when you know that's that was the beginning of when Disney was going to buy Fox is when they were putting all their shows on there. Yep, yep. So yeah, they uh, they threw it into that uh, that uh, that block. Eventually, included some other shows that we may talk about. Um, what else we have here? They're going to reboot it. They're rebooting the series in development for Disney Plus. Oh wow! Here's this is interesting. Won't be as good as the original. Darkwing Duck is one of the first American animated TV series to be officially broadcast in syndication in the former Soviet Union. Really? Yes. It uh, also aired in Netherlands and Germany on Disney XD, and it is on Disney Plus, with the exception. Of the band episode. What's the band episode? It's called Hot Spells. Uh-oh. I don't know why. Why did it get spanned? I, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll look it up. Let me look it up. Yeah, look that up. Let's see. So, it, it's been released. Uh, it's had extensive uh, VHS releases. It You know, different episodes have been put on VHS. Uh, DVD. It's on demand all over the place. Um, the entire series, including Hot Spells... Is available on Amazon Prime. Oh, in Germany. Okay, so here's here's the band episode. Hot spells. It says a few episodes of the shows. A few episodes of the shows of the show were, were banned. The most infamous was season three, episode eight, Hot Spells, which only aired on only aired once on ABC. The pi, the the plot title or plot line involved Goslin trying to gain magic powers like Morgana. And in the process, selling Darkwing's soul to the devil. Oh, so Satan showed up. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. They made video games. Darkwing Duck video games. They did. I used to have it. Yeah, Nintendo, Game Boy, um, Turbo Graphics 16. They had a handheld from Tiger Electronics. Um, what else do they have? He was in uh, Disney Infinity Marvel Superheroes. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Comic books. Boom Studios made a comic book of him. Joe Books. I wonder if Boom Studios is an offshoot of Marvel. Because Marvel did a lot of the Disney ones. And they, he actually made um, some appearances in the theme parks. Um, he was on Disney on Ice. He was in Disney Par Disneyland Paris. He was in the Disney California Adventures for meet and greets. I think I think the Darkwing Duck series lasted longer than Disney in Paris. Probably. He also jumped into some cameos on other series: Goof Troop, uh, Raw Tunage, Bonkers, Aladdin. Bonkers was cool. Quack Pack. Oh, guess what? Robot Chicken. Oh, yeah. And Funny or Die had an April Fool's sketch in 2013 where uh, the voice actor Jim Cummings tried to crowdfund a Darkwing Duck animated film created all by himself. Oh, no shit. It was an April Fool's joke. Yeah, uh, Jim Cummings, he had 400 roles, including Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, yep. the Tasmanian Devil, and Darkwing Duck. So, and yeah, like you said, they've rebooted it. 
Um, they're getting ready to. They haven't done it yet. Yeah, they, they were going to in 2018, but that was an April Fool's prank. And uh, so now that they are if you developing watch, it. If you want to watch the band episode, it's on YouTube. Oh, cool. The reboot is being... Um, executive producers are Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Oh, nice. Yeah. So... Anything else about Darkwing Duck? I didn't watch a lot of Darkwing Duck, but I remember it. It was fun. I, yeah, what I remember, it was fun and a very uh, lighthearted yes. uh, superhero thing. It was a good time, though. It was. I, I did like Darkwing Duck. Yeah, Darkwing Duck. He what? Dude, he had like a bat wing. Yes. But it was it was like a duck bill. The duck wing. Yes, yeah. the duck wing. Let's cover one more before we take a little break here. We've, we've been talking for a while on this. Yeah, we have. Over an hour. Um... So this one was based on the Jungle Book. Not really, but kind of. The characters. The characters were. Uh, it was it was Tailspin. First aired in 1990. And then later that year, that was just a preview. They would put them out as a preview to see how they did. Yeah. And then they would go ahead and introduce them as the Disney Afternoon's new thing. But it was... Characters adapted from the 1967 feature, The Jungle Book. They took all the humans out, and they made the uh, characters more human-like. They were human. They had human qualities in the movie. In the, yeah, in the Jungle Book movie, but they weren't human Yeah, they weren't as human. So, they, uh, they actually re-released The Jungle Book in theaters the summer before this show premiered. Oh, no shit. Yes. Just to get everybody's, everybody boomed up for it. Yeah, so you were familiar with, you know, who they were and all that. The ones that they used, the characters, were Baloo the Bear. Yep. Louie the Ape. King Louie. Yep, King Louie. I love King Louie. And Shere Khan the Tiger. Then they created other characters just primarily for the for show. The show. Um, the name of the show is a play on the term Tailspin which means the rapid descent of an aircraft in a steep spiral. Okay. So, they didn't spell it tail like a tail, though. It, like like on an animal? No. It, it's tail like a story. So, it took on a new meaning. Tail, spin, is a way to describe telling a story. You spin a tail. The two guys who created this show are uncredited. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's Jim... Jamin, 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 Magon, Magon, and Mark Zalasov. Well, thank you guys for creating it. Yeah, I think that's Jim. That's just a weird way of spelling it. J Y M N, Jimin, Jim, Jim. The, the N is silent. Yeah. So, it was only supposed to be a thirty-minute animated program. They just said. Make make us a program. No requirements of what it was supposed to be about. So they decided to make Baloo uh, the the lead. And Which is a great choice. The original show is called Tales of the Gold Monkey. And they decided that Baloo would work for an air cargo delivery service. Which, that was featured in other shows that they made. The, the, the flying aspect. Yeah. So. He was he worked for hire for hire. Yes. 
His actual name is Baloo von Brunwald the 13th. The 13th? The 13th. Wow. Baloo von Brunwald the 13th. The 13th. Yes, he's very royal. It's royal, very royal-esque name. Yeah, very, very prestigious. Regal. It's very yes, regal. Regal. So they replaced uh, uh, Mowgli. They, Ma- yeah, Mowgli. Mowgli. Mogwai? No, that's a gizmo. Oh. Um, they replaced him with a, a bear named Kit. Kit Cloud Kicker. Yes. Another adopted kid on the show. Which is good. They, uh... <laughs> inspired by Cheers, which was a very popular program on, on television at the time, they created the carry Rebecca, who was actually voiced by Sally Struthers. Oh, no kidding. They based her on... Rebecca Howe, which was Kirstie Alley's character on Cheers. She Rebecca was intelligent, yet headstrong, and an inexperienced manager put in charge of a fledgling business. Wouldn't, didn't her husband die or something? I don't remember. Who? Cheers? No. Or the, on the cartoon? The cartoon. I don't remember. Like her husband died and she inherited it or it was her father's or something. I don't. I don't know. Let's find out. Let's see. It doesn't say. So they had a neutral location so that, you know, they had a place to have it. Yeah. It was inspired by the bar in Casablanca. I don't think I've ever seen that whole movie. I don't think I have either. All I know is he says, hey, I was looking at you, kid. I was looking at you, kid. I don't give a damn. That was not Casablanca. Whatever. So, <laughs> it was before my time. We're not talking about it. <laughs> so, Humphrey Bogart's character, uh, his name is Rick Blaine in the movie. Yeah. They put Louie in that place. And then they added uh, Shere Khan later in the show's development. He was like a businessman. Yeah. So, it's basically, it's about, they have a, a, a seaplane. They fight air pirates and Don Carnage. He was the air, he was the leader of the air pirates. So basically it, it took hints from different projects that they had, they were creating like DuckTales mainly. Yeah. Um, and they uh, just ran with it. It, it, it was fun. I remember it, this. They it was made, a blast. They made it work. They really did. Um, it would be, they they could they could be a standalone show, or they would put it in, a, like a two hour program block, yeah, and air it with other shows, which worked both ways, I guess. Um, but yeah, this was, that was it was a good cartoon. I really liked this one. Yeah, and it basically followed the formula of the comedic films of the nineteen thirties, especially the relationship between Baloo and Rebecca. There was a lot of that sexual tension between them. Yeah. There wasn't. There wasn't. But they they patterned it after that, but also they patterned them after Sam Malone and Rebecca Howe from Cheers. Oh, okay. So the film, or this cartoon, is basically Casablanca and Cheers in cartoon form with the Jungle Book characters. And no, no, no drinking. No drinking and, and no uh, sex stuff. So, interesting. 
VHS releases, of course, it's Disney. DVD releases. Um, and it seems like Germany gets a lot more than, than we do here. Because they got a third DVD well, That's because it's the popularity of where it's at. Yeah. If, they don't really, if it's not popular here, but it's still popular overseas, they're going to continue to play it. It's, it seems to be very popular in Germany, United Kingdom, Australia, and India, where it was actually dubbed in Hindi for <clears throat> TV broadcasts, which is kind of cool, you know. It's, it's that popular worldwide. Yeah. You can purchase it on Amazon Prime and iTunes, and it is streaming on Disney+, Plus, with the exception of the band episodes. Oh. Last Horizons and the Flying Dupes. The Flying Dupes. The Flying Dupes. I'm guaranteed those are probably on YouTube also. Probably. Uh, I had video games produced. The uh, I had the video game for, for Nintendo. This <laughs> It's not an official game, but um, War Thunder made a uh, April Fool's Day event called Tailspin. It was that was inspired by the show. Oh God! Um, but it says that a number of the of aircraft in this game appear to be inspired by the original show. Um, it's a biplane sea fighter. They move to more advanced aircrafts by shooting down or getting assets or assists. Not assets. Assets, um, assists getting, on, by getting ass. Yes, sets uh, on shooting down enemy aircraft. Until they reach the mighty Sly Duck seaplane, which resembles the Sea Duck from Tailspin. It also has a bear, that's a pilot. Yeah. And a fox. Um, every every aircraft on the show is from Tailspin, or it's based on a plane. A plane that was on Tailspin. So that's that's kind of fun. Now, cameos that they had. There's a lot of cross-pollination oh, yeah. in this world. Um, they appeared, cameos and parodies. There's a lot of cross-pollination in Disney, period. There really is. Uh, they had cameos or parodies on Darkwing Duck, Raw Tunage, Bonkers, Aladdin, huh, Robot Chicken. Of course. Seth Green is a genius. Pickle and Peanut. What the hell is Pickle and Peanut? I have no idea. Seth Green runs Robot Chicken, right? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, is Seth, is he the, uh, Scott Evil? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the one that runs it. Um, Pickle and Peanut? I don't know what the hell that is. It's about, uh, two friends. One is a, um... One's a pickle, pickle one's a peanut. and one's a peanut. And they have adventures. Oh. Uh, also, uh, was, had appeared, or is appearing on the DuckTales reboot. And then, like we said, War Thunder. War Thunder. They won an Emmy. Tailspin won an Emmy. Oh, sweet. Outstanding Animated Program in 1991. Very interesting. Tailspin was fun. It also kind of reminded me of, do you remember the TV show Wings? Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that, That's too. what I thought it was kind of based off of. Yeah. I'm sure that there was... Because it came out about the same time. Yeah. I'm sure there was some influence there. But just to know that it was kind of inspired by Cheers is... It kind of blows my mind. Yeah. But, interesting. Anything else you want to talk about? Tailspin. No. I think we covered a lot of it. So, we had Tailspin. 
Darkwing Duck, and the Gummy Bears. That's not a bad trifecta of shows no. right there. But I think we're going to take a break, and we'll come back with two more that I think were the hallmark of the Disney afternoon. Oh, yeah. They were like the top of the heap. So we'll be back with that right after this. Don't go away. Disney's Tailspin will be right back after these messages. McDonald's Happy Meal you buy your kids contains a die-cast tailspin toy. There's Baloo. Oh, baby, this is serious. Kit Cloud Kicker. Can I have one? Can I? Molly. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. And Wildcat. <laughs> what did I do? And the propellers actually move. Tailspin Happy Meal at McDonald's. Please, please, please. 
Hey, I'm Mike Fantastic. I am Audacity Jones. We're the Russian Leg Sweep. Do you love pro wrestling? Do you? And you should listen to our podcast, The Russian Leg Sweep, on the Cloud Chowders Podcast Network. It's available wherever you find podcasts. Life is like a Solve a mystery or rewrite history. DuckTales. Every day they're out there making DuckTales. Tales of daring, do bad and DuckTales. Danger. Watch behind you. There's a stranger out to find you. What to do? Listen up now, this is serious. When you're tempted to do something wrong, even if the reasons are good, think twice, because you never know how things will turn out. You might be getting yourself and everybody else into a whole lot of trouble. Do what's right, and you can't go wrong. Take it from me, Mr. T. And now back to Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. And here we are, we're back. We are back. We are. So continuing on, we talked about three great shows. We did. This is a really fun episode of. It's just great fun thinking cartoons. back on it, and, yeah. and hopefully people are, are just remembering, you know, maybe getting home from school and having a, uh, you know, like a, a, a bowl of, of cereal or some kind of snack. You know, Usually Cheetos back then was my choice. I, I was I was a big. Um, it was like a granola bar, but it was covered in chocolate. They called them dips. Oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, I, I had dips all the time, or Little Debbie, or something like that, and would just, you know, hang out and watch these cartoons. So, these are the two big ones. These are the two I remember the best. I'm sure this is, these are the two that everyone Everybody remembers. Everyone remembers the Everybody's going to remember these. First one? And if you don't, you weren't there. If you don't, go back and watch them, because they're awesome. Yeah. Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. This one, uh, when did this come out? Uh, 89. 89, yeah. This is before 90, so there, this is like one of the first ones besides the other one we're going to talk about. 89 is before 90. That's a very astute... I'm smart. You are. That's, S-M-R-T. That's why we have you here. Smart. So, uh, the, the, the preview, cha- you know, they always put that little preview out. The preview was in 89, um, or the preview was in 88, sorry. And then it started airing in 89. It had a two-hour-long movie special called Rescue Rangers to the Rescue. And then they broke it up into different parts to air as part of their weekday run. So it was syndicated, put into the Disney afternoon. This one, of course, Chip and Dale were... Two mischievous chipmunks. Yeah. That were on Disney shorts, basically. Back in the day. They didn't ever really have... Their own... Their own movie. But they were on, on these little short movies that would, you know, play... And they were always, they were always, like, tormenting somebody. Like, usually, like, Donald Duck. Yes. 
Yes, they were always just metal, and Donald Duck would get so pissed. He would try to, like, blow them up or something. Yeah, he was always trying to exterminate them from his yard or yeah. his tree, or, and they'd drop acorns on his head and, um, or whatever. But they weren't squirrels, so I don't know why they, they were no, chi- they chipmunks. No, they were chipmunks. But they, they, they would always... They lived like squirrels. They, li- they did live like squirrels. Now, Chippendale had a detective agency called the Rescue Rangers, along with their friends, Gadget Hackwrench, Monterey Jack. He was my favorite, I think. Monterey Jack? Yes. And Zipper. I like Zipper the Fly. They, they were taking cases that were too small for the police to handle. Yep. They would do, like, animal cases. Yeah. All, the, all their um, clients were animals. And they would usually be going up against two villains. There's like Boss Cat. Yeah. Mo- it was a Fat Cat. Fat Cat. Was a mafia-style tabby cat. He was the mafia boss's cat. Yes. And then the mad scientist, Norton Nimmel. Yep, I remember him too. You, Dude, little secret people probably don't rec- know. You know who they were dressed as? I do, but go ahead and tell us. Uh, was it Chip was dressed as Indiana Jones? Yep. And Dale was dressed as Magnum P.I.? Yes. Old Tom Selleck. Yes. Uh, but he did not wear the, the thigh-length short shorts. He did not. Well, they didn't wear pants. They didn't. And that's something that I drew inspiration from, uh, mainly from Donald Duck. Uh, if I'm at home, I don't wear pants either. I sometimes do wear a t-shirt, though. As my kid would call them, leg prisons. They are. So, yeah, they, uh, Chip would be dressed in a fedora and bomber jacket, and he often used a rope or lasso to swing from one spot to the other. Chip is fearless, optimistic, and mature and has a strong sense of moral standards. Unlike to, us. To the point where he's sometimes accused of not knowing how to have fun. That's true. He can be opinionated and often ends up in, with, in arguments with Dale over his best friend's lackluster approach. But deep down, Chip cares for Dale. And at times, he lets himself go and joins Dale in mischief. He and Dale have a crush on Gadget. Gadget. Who didn't? I know you did. I d- sure as hell did. But I have a... I was probably... Um, I was in junior high at this time. Yeah. And there was a girl in my school that was a little older. She was probably a junior in high school. But I had an art class with her. Was her name Gadget? No, but she looked like Gadget. And we were just like all like la-la over. Yeah. Like, oh. Everybody. And we're like... Dude, she looks just like Gadget. We're like, I know. She's probably married to a congressman now. Uh, I think she's married to a cop. Oh, same thing. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm not sure, though. But uh, I think I'm friends with her on Facebook. I can find out. I'm not going to tell her, though. Oh, no, I wouldn't. No, not now. She probably listens to the show. Maybe. Let's hope so. Maybe she's like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why you guys were all staring at me. thought I looked like a damn cartoon. Um, so, Dale... Like you said, Magnum P.I. Oh, it he, even says it here, yeah. He wears a red and yellow Hawaiian shirt. And he's he's very passionate about the job, but he's very free-spirited. He's happy-go-lucky, sometimes immature, and he forgets to think before he acts. He spends his free time reading comic books and playing video games. Yes, he does. He's a candy addict. He's addicted to chocolate. He Well, he has chocolate he, attacks. Chocolate attacks, yeah. Yes. Similar to Monterey Jack's. Cheese attacks. Cheese? And his, remember his mustache would curl? Yes. Yeah. Well, here's the irony. Monty finds it disgusting that Dale can't control himself over candy. 
Yeah, but he can't. Same thing as he can't control himself over cheese. Yes. Uh, Dale frequently finds himself being knocked over the head and insulted by Chip when he says something foolish. But as we said before, Dale cares deeply for Chip and never holds a grudge against him. Nope. Dale is friendly, easygoing, and he's willing to get serious when the situation calls for it. And he also has remarkable creativity because he's depicted as constructing several gadgets of his on his own based upon his favorite movie characters. Now, here's the weird thing. They had an episode called Double O Chipmunk. Okay. How could they use Double O, but Darkwing Duck couldn't? Because he was going to name himself that. Oh, okay. So they just had an episode called that. Okay. Well, he uh, he created all these different gadgets, and they thought it was amazing because he had no technical technological background. Yeah. And here he is creating all this shit. So those are the main two that the bear the the, the show bears their name. However, we have Monterey Jack, which is named after cheese. Yes. He, they call him Monty, or Cheezer. His mother calls him Cheezer. Cheezer. He's Australian, isn't he? I think he was Australian. He, well, he's red-haired. He has a huge mustache. He is Australian. He's a mouse. But he has spent years traveling the world before he just happened to meet Chip and Dale during their first case. Fat Cat destroyed his home. So Monty and his sidekick, Zipper... Who's a fly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love Zipper. Uh, they, they join the group in their detective work. He's stronger and larger, and he has, he has feats of strength that some humans would be hard-pressed to match. Monty is quick to anger if he or his friends have been offended. Yep. And he is sometimes willing to do battle with much larger opponents due to this. Everybody else has to calm him down. And he has an overpowering addiction to cheese. It's like a crack addict. I wonder if he drinks energy drinks. <laughs> The sight or smell of cheese causes him to be hypnotically drawn to it. His mustache twitches, twist, twists, and his eyes spiral while he's having a cheese attack. Monterey Jack tells stories of his travels, and if they try to stop his reminiscing, he uses colorful Australian-sounding phrases that mean nothing, like "strike me strokers." Strike me stalkers. I can't do Australian accent. <laughs> Strike me stalkers. Oh, damn. That was good. I, that surprised me. Um, he's the only rescue ranger known to have two living parents. Cheddarhead Charlie and Cambert Kate. They're also travelers. He, I don't ever remember seeing them, but maybe I did. Every member of his family has a reference to cheese. Um, he's... Usually found in the company of Zipper or Dale, whose fun-loving nature matches his own. He considers Gadget to be like an adopted daughter, a surrogate daughter. Yeah. Due to his long friendship with her late father. Uh, Monterey Jack is the one that handles their traveling arrangements. And uh, I think he's the pilot, isn't he? I thought Gadget was. Maybe. Or they I, all flew, except for Dale. No, I wouldn't let Dale fly shit. No way, dude. He's, he's too much of a ding-a-ling. Yeah. Well, Gadget. Gadget Hackwrench. I never knew she had a last name. I didn't either. 
She is a young, blonde-haired female mouse who is the team's pilot. Oh, there we go. Mechanic and inventor. And she wears a purple jumpsuit with blue goggles on her head. The daughter of a deceased inventor, an aviator, Giga Hackwrench. He was a good friend of Monterey Jack. She met Chippendale when Monterey Jack brought them to Giga's in search of an airplane. Um, she was kind of lost after her father's death, so she joined the team. Her, her catchphrase is golly. Yes, it is. When something surprises her. Yep. She moves, thinks, and talks quickly, sometimes leaving the others dazed and confused. They have no idea what's going on. She builds her ranger plane, and she is responsible for the technological items used by the team, and she regularly invents new vehicles and tools for the team to use. She can take discarded and unrelated items and make nearly anything out of them. And she says that that's, she can do this because she has a mind-bashingly high IQ. And she's easily bored. <laughs> she's, she's based off the character, the female character Jordan in Real Genius. Oh, wow. That's, that makes sense. Yeah. That really does. Gadget is probably one of my favorite characters in this whole damn thing. I like Jordan. Are you going to introduce me to your parents? No, why? Are you embarrassed to me? No, them. <laughs> and then, of course, Zipper. Zipper the fly. He didn't say much. He just kind of zipped around. He's a bluish greenhouse fly. Longtime friend and sidekick of Monterey Jack. With his tiny size and flying ability, Zipper often handles the little jobs Zipper. that the rest of the rescue rangers cannot. He speaks in unintelligible buzzes that only Monty and other insects can understand. Although in later episodes he does talk more clearly. Zipper occasionally does have impressive displays of strength. And he has unwavering loyalty to his friends. He likes cheese too. He does. So we, we talked about... You know, the the uh, villain's fat cat. He's uh, a mafia boss's cat. He's based off Dom DeLuise. Oh, really? Yeah. Jim, That's awesome. Okay, Jim Cummings, the voice of fat cat, described it as a combination of Zero Mostel and Dom DeLuise. Zero Mostel, you would you would know him if you saw him. He uh, he played in Fiddler oh, on the okay, Roof. Oh, okay, yeah. He was a fiddler. Yeah, on the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Sunrise, sunset. I watched that. Only seen, I've only seen that once. I had to watch it in music class. I had to watch it in history class. Oh, okay. I don't know why, but... Well, historical, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Fat Cat has four henchmen. Wart, who is a lizard. He dresses in a gangster-style suit and hat. Mole, who is an overweight mole henchman of Fat Cat, who is slow-witted, out but cheerful, and wears an oversized red t-shirt and yellow hat. Undersized. His belly's hanging Undersized. Out. Sorry. Undersized. He's a fat guy. <laughs> but when things go wrong, Mole is the one that Fat Cat uses as a punching bag. That's funny. Um, Meeps. Meeps is a, is a thin yellow alley cat who dresses in a ratty blue vest and toboggan, which is a stocking hat. I thought toboggan was a boat. Uh, it's a sled. Oh, whatever. But in this case, it's, it's a... Uh, it's a, it's a stocking cap. And then Snout is a rat henchman of Fat Cat who wears a short-sleeved red turtleneck and a black vest with a black vest and a blue... Uh, hat. Okay, so blue hat. 
Uh, I lost my spot there for a second. That covers his eyes. He's seen the least of the fat cat henchmen. Huh. And then there's uh, the professor, Norton Nimmel. He's a mad scientist. He, uh... That's a lot of information. That's a ton of information. He he kidnapped all the cats in the city to make static electricity once. Um, he made a laser. I remember him making a giant cloud of smog. Yeah, well, he made a laser that would create a giant gelatin mold, which would cause an earthquake. So he made he made an earthquake out of jello. Out of jello. I hate jello. Underneath the United States Gold Reserve. He was actually the only human. Yeah, he has a receding red, receding red hair. And a bushy mustache, wears very thick glasses, and has a high-pitched laugh. He physically modeled. He, he is physically modeled on the Disney animator Bruce Talkington. So if you know Bruce Talkington, he looked like him. Yeah. I don't know him. I don't either. So, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers was fun. It was a good adventure, you know, adventure show. Uh, the... Uh, you remember the band The Jets? Yeah. They made a full-length version of the theme song. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Nice. So, released in uh, uh, VHS, United Kingdom, United States, Australia, New Zealand. It's also on Disney Plus right now. Yep. DVD releases. Uh, it was nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Animated Program. And it is named... The 60th best in the top 100 animated TV shows. Nice. Yeah. So, very cool. Of course, they've had their crossovers and all the uh, same, you know, Darkwing Duck, Raw Tunage, Bonkers, Aladdin, Robot Chicken, and DuckTales. Now, they are heavily featured in the theme parks. Um, the <laughs> There's a junior roller coaster called Gadget's Go Coaster. Nice. That uh, <laughs> was in the the Toontown, Mickey's Toontown in Disneyland. Oh yeah, and it was also in Tokyo Disney. Uh, they've been in the uh, parades and all that jazz, and their costume characters. They had comic books and video uh, games, video and... games, and all kinds of. And they they it was announced that they wanted to make a live action film adaptation of it. I don't know how that would. Well, I guess that would work now. They were going to use a lot of CGI special effects. Like like uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. Um, but it just hasn't really got off the ground. They're still working on it though. Um, the last they they said that they were going to begin filming in twenty twenty one. Well, it just uh, everything got pushed back because of COVID. But yeah, filming officially began March sixteenth of twenty twenty one. So there will be a live-action film adaptation of Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Nice, because Disney's doing a lot of that shit. Yeah, and that I think that'll be fun. I want to see a live-action of Tailspin. That would be fun, too. So, anything else about Chippendale's? No. I mean, really fun show. Yeah, it was, a, it was one of those, those good ones that just you had to watch. And here's, I would say, the best one, the most successful one that they've ever made. DuckTales. Woohoo! So, this is the original 1987 DuckTales series. Um, it ran for a total of 100 episodes over four seasons. That's awesome. Yes. 
This was based upon uh, Uncle Scrooge and the Duck Universe. That being Donald Duck. Yep. Um, and his his nephews. Yeah, so Scrooge McDuck and the three grandnephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and then other friends of the group. They uh, have adventures that usually involve seeking treasure or thwarting the efforts of villains seeking to steal Scrooge's fortune or his number one dime. His lucky dime. That was the first money he ever made. First dime he ever made. Yep. So, Donald Duck joined the Navy. I thought he was always in the Navy. Well, he always dressed like a sailor. He did. But it says, when Donald Duck decides to join the U.S. Navy, he enlists his uncle Scrooge McDuck to look after his nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Although reluctant to do so, due to their hyperactivity, along with his continual pursuit of increasing his wealth and maintaining his business ethic, or maintaining harsh business ethics, he eventually warms up to them upon seeing how smart and resourceful they are and takes them into his manor, as well as on several adventures. I think that's all they did was adventures. Yeah. Now, Scrooge is known because he had, with for his Scottish accent, his spats that he wears, yeah. and top hat. And his money bin. Yeah, and he comes from the Castle McDuck. Uh, he, he learned how to work smarter, not harder, when he came to America. Yeah, the money bin is awesome. His money bin, he would swim in that. He, and I don't... See how, because if you try to jump into gold coins, you would bust your ass. Well, Peter Griffin tried that once. And he busted his ass. And he said cartoons are a lie. Yes. They he are. like broke all his bones. Yep. So there is, um, Gyro Gearloose is, he was from the, the comic book uh, series. Okay, Gyro. He's also in Darkwing Duck. He was Gizmo Duck. Oh, okay. No, no, he wasn't. He invented. He invented Gizmo. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Donald did appear in the first season. That's right, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Glittering Goldie was adapted from the comic books. That's Scrooge's old flame. Yep, she also hates him too. <laughs> so the, the show introduced new characters to the Duck universe. The nanny, Mrs. Beakley. That's who Scrooge hired to babysit the nephews. Mrs. Beakley's granddaughter, Webby. Webby. Webby was a sweetheart. Scrooge's pilot, which is my favorite in this show, Launchpad McQuack. Doofus Drake, who admires Launchpad and is a close friend of the nephews. And the butler, Duckworth. Well, he was a dog. Was he? Yeah, I think so. Um, later, they had three new characters. They had a cave duck, Bubba na- duck. named Bubba Duck and his pet Triceratops Tootsie. And Fenton Crackshell, Scrooge's personal accountant, who secretly works as a superhero. Yeah, he was Gizmo, Gizmo Duck. Duck. Yeah. Their villains are Flintheart Glomgold. Who's another Irish, Scottish duck. Uh, yes, and he wants to replace Scrooge as the richest duck in the world. But he had the he had the beard. Yeah. He oh had yeah, the yeah, Scottish yeah. Beard. Yeah, and did he wear a kilt? Yeah. And in, in one of those little beanie yep. Scottish beanies. He had. A, he also had a very thicker accent. Yeah, you could hardly understand him. He was almost like Willie the Groundskeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Beagle Boys, who want to ro- uh, rob Scrooge of his fortune, and they are often trying to break into his money bin, and Magica Dispel, who wants to steal his number one dime. 
Now they did. She was based on uh, uh, Elvira. Yes, and very uh, Elvira uh, Morticia Adams yeah. looking. Now they did change the comics. Just you know, they deviated a little bit. Flint Hart is of Scottish descent. He wears a couple pieces of Scottish attire, including a kilt. Magica, who is Italian in the comics, has an Eastern European accent, always saying "darling," which shocks Scrooge in an episode when Magica changes into the form of Mrs. Beakley. She has a brother named Poe, who is transformed into a raven. The Beagle Boys have individual personalities and are headed up by their mother, Ma Beagle, who sometimes springs them from jail to conduct schemes with her. But she always avoids being caught by the police. Then there's a bunch of other minor villains. And they all wore, they all wore the, the classic criminal mask. Yeah, and they, they all have prison outfits, like little jumpers. Yeah. Um, basically, they have three themes of this show. One is the group's effort to thwart attempts by various villains to steal Scrooge's fortune or his number one dime. Yep. The second would focus on a race for a treasure. And the third would focus on specific characters within the show. They would have their, like, mini-adventures. Some stories were original. Some were based on the comic book series. And others would take on classical stories or legends based on fictional or historical persons. And DuckTales was well noted for its references to popular culture, including Shakespeare, Jack Jack the Ripper, Greek mythology, James Bond, Indiana Jones, and Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock motherfucking Holmes. Yes. And after its first season... It was all elementary for him. It was elementary. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, After the first season, they started venturing out of... uh, or After the first season, they stopped leaving Duckburg. The first season, they kind of globetrotted. Yeah. After that, they were in Duckburg. They were stuck. Well, because every time he left, they'd probably try to steal his money. Yeah, so he wouldn't want to leave. Yeah, he'd be like, no, bitches, I'm staying here. I'm right here. I'm assuming my money been of gold coins. <laughs> they didn't ever think of a banker, you know, some get some Bitcoin. Some, I don't think he had, no. They, some, some CDs back then, you know, some stocks. No. Invest his money. He couldn't swim in all that. <laughs> So and he wore that he wore that one piece swimming suit. Yeah, the old style. Yeah, yeah, stripy swimming suit. So this show was was an immense success for Disney, and this actually spawned other oh. cartoons such as Chippendales, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, like we already spoke about, and it got its own full length movie. It did. Ducktales the movie, The Treasure of the Lost, Lost Lamp. Lamp. Yes, that was in uh, 1990. That came out. That's a great movie. And then they, uh, of course, produced. Video games, spin-off series. There's a little surprise Randy Savage moment. <laughs> and um, that's why we turn our ringers off. <laughs> yeah, we, we forgot to do that today. Uh, they had a spin-off series, and then the eventual revival that we spoke of in 2017. That's on Disney Plus now. Yes. I think it's also on Disney Channel, not Disney Channel, but it might be on Disney Channel. I. It might be. You know, I don't know. So, the cameos and other appearances. Huey, Dewey, and Louie appeared in a 1990 drug prevention video called Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. Of course, they had their characters in Darkwing Duck, Goof Troop, 
Raw Tunage, Bonkers, Aladdin, Quack Pack, and then they the reboot the DuckTales of DuckTales. And there were Bla- the Black Widow movie. Uh, clips of the of the DuckTales intro are shown on a TV in the background of Black Widow of, with young Natasha Romanoff. Yes. So, very interesting. Uh, many uh, like the others. VHS releases worldwide. DVD releases. Video games. Video Tons games. Of fucking video games. Uh. The uh, the theme song was written by uh, Mark Mueller, who is a uh, award winning pop music songwriter. He also wrote the Chippendales Rescue Rangers song. Life is like a hurricane within Duckburg. Race cars, lasers, airplanes. It's a duck blur. He was paid a thousand dollars to write that song. But he got ripped the fuck off. <laughs> yes, he did. Because we're still singing it thirty five years later. Yep. So they are, it's kind of known for its musical score. Yeah. And back, there's like background cues. They had like a specific um, composer that wrote all that shit. And they said uh, it's more like an adventure, like an adventure movie. Like yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, rather than a cartoon. That's that's what the movie was. I mean, it was just like that. Yeah, yeah. It, just a ton of fun. There's all kind. There's like four different versions of the theme song. Some have. There's only one version of the theme song. Well, some have some are extended versions. They have guitar solos in them. Um, just a lot of fun shit, you know. Ducktales very positive reviewed. Um, it's a huge success during its four year run. Continues to entertain today with quality stories, wild adventures, and classic Disney characters. I'm about to watch DuckTales tomorrow when I get home from work. And it was listed as number 18 in the top 100 best animated television shows. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah, nominated for Daytime Emmy, Kids' Choice Award, Daytime Emmy Award, and it, it won a Daytime Emmy Award in 1990 for Outstanding Film Sound Editing. And in 2019, it was inducted into the Online Film and Television Association Hall of Fame. Yes, it was. That's fucking awesome. So, and then video games, books, comic books, all that shit. I mean, anything that they could do to to keep it going, they have. 35 years later. And this, yeah, I think this is the most enduring... Disney cartoon that they produced, and it's my favorite. Yeah, mine too. So, DuckTales. DuckTales. Woohoo. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? DuckTales. No, I think we, we got that one. Wish we so, made it a little longer, but we yeah. cut short early today. If if you want to check out any of these uh, shows, Disney Plus has all of them. They've got every single one of them. And you can, you know, you can get them there, you can check them out, and let us know what you think. Uh, if you'd like to let us know what you what you think of it, you can email us, retropowerhour at gmail.com. You can leave us a voice clip on the Anchor app if you use that, or you can just call our hotline at 669-B-RETRO, that's B-E-R-E-T-R-O, 669-237-3876. And don't forget, A, if you're in the area, Come to the Grand Comic Fest 4 in Grand Island. That is March 25th through 
27th. We will be there. We will be doing fun stuff. And we want you to come do fun stuff with us. Yes, because we like our audience. We love our audience. We do. Also, make sure you go over to electronicmediacollective.com. Check out all the great shows that are there. You will find something that you like there, no matter what you're into. Yeah. You'll find something that's that you know trips your trigger. Like I said, there's there's horror, there's pop culture, pro wrestling, including did you know that pro wrestler Sid Vicious, also known as Psycho Sid in the WWE, yeah, he has an exclusive show. Oh, it's right on he this does. network. He does. So you can check that out. Go anything pop culture, anything sci-fi. They've got something there for you. So check it out. As, yeah, you guys will like this for sure. Yeah, I, it's it's like we got it. We got we found a good home. It's a big move for us, and I think it's really going to benefit. It's going to work out very well for, for us. everybody, for everybody involved, and there, we've got a lot of friends involved in this. Yeah, so it's you know you you may you may see more guests. You may see some some crossover between the shows because everybody here just they they love podcasting and they really get along well. And we all have fun doing it. We have a blast doing it. So it's a very supportive environment, and we want to grow, and we want you to grow with us. So come along for the ride. Anything else you want to talk about? No. Okay, well, then let's wrap it up. So Because we're about to have a house full of kids. Yeah, there's there's some kind of football game going on that we can't mention the name of. There's a foosball game going on. Foosball? Foosball's for the devil. Foosball's the devil. My mama told me never play foosball. Foosball's for the devil. My mama said, my mama said. My dad told me not to get a tattoo on my hand. Yeah, we don't listen to our parents. <laughs> I got a tattoo of Roy Oberson on my ass. I'm not going to show him. <laughs> and he ends up showing him. For the Retro Renegade Pop Culture Power, I am Mikey. I'm Corey. We'll see you next time. Say goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey. Goodbye. Want to see me lift the car? Want to see me lift the car? Hey, you guys know where the gym's at? <laughs> My little penguin.
Eternal pride. 